This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Over the summer, I wrote a book for men called Man Talk, 12 Must-Have Life-Changing Conversations Between Men. I wrote a chapter called The Boiling Point. Did you know the United States has the highest documented incarceration rate in the world? Research shows that out of 809,800 parents incarcerated in U.S. prisons, 92% are fathers. That's 745,016 dads. Today, we are talking about anger management for fathers. Today's guest is Neil Tiff. Neil is a founding member of the Board of Directors of the National Practitioners Network for Fathers and Families. Neil also served on the National Board of Directors of Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies in Virginia and on the Board of Prevent Child Abuse, Minnesota. Neil is currently the Father Involvement Program Director for the Child Crisis Center. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Neil. Thank you, Vance. I'm really glad to be here. Share a little more about your role at the Child Crisis Center. I'm the Father Involvement Program Director, so that means any resources that fathers are seeking, I'm the one that tries to provide services for them. We have quite a few services on site. We have a boot camp for new dads. We have anger management for fathers. We have a family law clinic for moms and dads. We have parenting classes specifically for fathers as well as for moms and dads. And we have father-child activities on a monthly basis. That is awesome, Neil. I'm I'm, going to hit you right out the gate. You got it. What is anger? Anger, um, it's an emotional response that we have to an either internal or external stimulus that we see as a threat or an injustice. Um, A lot of males are socialized to respond in anger because it's typically seen as sort of a guy, it's a male response to a situation. So when men get angry, um, sometimes it's unjustified, other times it's justified. One of the things that makes us different from other species as humans is anger is often seen as something that is justified. So uh, one of the issues is moral outrage. When Mm -hmm. men see something they consider a moral outrage, um, like driving over here, I saw somebody in the um, HOV lane, and it was one person. And the HOV lane is not for one person. So I'm thinking, you know, I follow the rules. This driver should follow the rules too. So moral outrage is when a person sees that there's an injustice and we feel we have the right to respond. Now, that obviously is different from domestic violence or violence itself. But anger is that. It's an emotional response to a perceived injustice or threat. Why are some dads angrier than others? I think there are a couple reasons for that. Um, We're all born with a certain temperament. All children are born with a certain temperament. Some of us are easygoing. Some of us are more shy or slow to warm. Others are more feisty or spirited. And... Our temperament is a reflection of how we're born and as well as our personality that shapes who we are. I have a brother-in-law that's a wonderful man. He's six foot eight, three 330 pounds, big Jim. 
And Jim is really, really mellow. It's good that Jim is really well. It's six foot eight, yes. Yeah, because he could really wreak havoc if he didn't. So he's he's a calming influence in situations where men uh, get upset. But I think a lot of men also it has to do with our testosterone level. Mm. Studies will show that uh, testosterone, when it's combined with uh, hormones that are released under stress, like serotonin, um, they increase and serotonin in moderate amounts, um, helps males stay calm. Females don't have as much, so uh, they don't tend to respond as aggressively as males do. So the hormones are an ex- it's an explanation for why we get angry, but it's not an excuse for us to be inappropriate or violent when we get angry. Right, and, and, and sometimes <laughs> I um, think and I connect that sometimes, that sometimes maybe men... Fathers, husbands, they feel like failures. Absolutely. And, and, and touch on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, a lot of us men are aware of the frail male ego. Um, we want to be seen as competent. Almost every man I know, one of the most important things that he wants to be seen is he's a good man, he's a good husband or boyfriend, he's a good father, he's a good citizen, um, that men want to be seen as competent. And when we have something that threatens that, that can really make us feel insecure. And so one of the ways that men deal with insecurity is we get angry. Most boys in the United States, I would assume, by the time they're seven or eight, depending on where they live, get messages. There are certain uh, emotions that boys, males, are not supposed to show. Boys are not supposed to get uh, sad and cry, and boys are not supposed to be afraid or be cowards. So when males are afraid or they're um, sad, the... A healthy alternative or the unhealthy alternative, depending on the situation, is men get angry. In the anger management groups that I do, I see that for men, their anger is a secondary response. It's a response to something that makes them angry, but underneath the anger is probably something more primal. Uh, For a lot of guys, it's fear. I'm not going to have my kids. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to lose my relationship with my honey. Men can be afraid of losing things that are important or afraid of being seen as incompetent. Or the other one is that they're sad, and we can't show that. Because when men really are allowed to shed their tears, then we're allowed to be healthier because then we don't, we can let other emotions out and not have to stifle it. It comes out sideways where it could be harmful or at least intimidating to other people. Why is it so hard for us as men to connect our hearts and share those fears? Really good question, Vance. I think some of it is how men are raised as how they define masculinity. I find that most of the men that I come in contact with who work with other fathers are really healthy because we've gone through some of the junk we need to and realize we can share with another man, we can open up in front of another man, and that doesn't make us unmasculine, it doesn't make us weak, it doesn't make us gay, it makes us a more healthy, well-rounded man. And men who can open up to other men and say, I'm afraid my son might not be doing as well as I want, I'm afraid my daughter is struggling with things that I don't have the skills to deal with. And I think for a lot of these guys, when we can talk to other guys, it's reassuring because when we realize we're not the only one, we're all a lot better because then we're in this together. And see, and I agree with everything you're saying, Neil. I think for us as men, we don't trust each other with our hearts. Yes. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to unzip our hearts to get real. And a lot of men today are walking around with a hardened heart. And I share a lot of times men with a hard heart, uh, it, it, a hardened heart comes from unforgiveness. 
Yes. And unforgiveness comes from rejection. Yes. And a lot of grown men are still dealing with little boy issues. Yes. You know, my dad didn't come to my ball games. My dad never hugged me. My dad never said he loved me. How do we break through that? We know coming together, it's a healing for us as men. But how do we get to the trust part for us to come in a room of men and unzip our hearts and get real? That's a really good question, too. Um, I think for a lot of boys, when we're boys, we learn the boy code. The boy code, depending on the geography of where we were raised, like the Bible Belt might be different than New York City that might be different um, on a Native American reservation. But all boys get the boy code. And part of that is there's certain things we can show and share and certain things we can't. And if males show any soft side, sometimes they come down hard. So a big message that you're talking about really is the messages of masculinity we got from significant men in our family. My dad was a wonderful man. I feel really lucky. And that's why I work with fathers myself, because my dad was such a good man and a good father. And he encouraged us. He, he taught us three rules. One is that you always respect women. We could never do anything disrespectful for my mom or any other women. The second one is that you work for a living. The world doesn't owe you. You owe the world. So we provide for our family and we give back. Mm-hmm. And the third one was we yell at our dog. So that one we've tried to unleash. But my brothers and I, we always yell at our dog. Yeah. Don't hurt him. But my dad, just he taught us that men are responsible and respectful and that you can reach out to other men. He was a man's man. He hung out with other guys because he'd been in World War II. So he was part of a veterans group. He was part of a pinochle group. He was part of a Knights of Columbus group. And his life, when he wasn't with family, was sharing with other men. And that was a role model. And I think men need to give themselves permission to say, if I'm going to be a healthy dad, what do I really need to do? And we keep the stuff we learn from our parents or who raised us. We toss the stuff that's unhealthy, and then we replace the tough stuff we lost with new stuff. Because, yeah. you know, we have to learn how to protect our children from technology that when we were little, it wasn't around. Yeah. So it's um, making a conscious decision that I'm going to trust some men who I know are going to be honorable, and then we follow in their footsteps and say, this is the kind of life I want to lead, and he's a good role model, and I want to be that for younger men than I am. Awesome. You've just started this past week uh, anger management for fathers class, and this is another reason why I wanted to have you on the show, Neil, and I appreciate you carving out some time to be here, especially starting this class. Sure. Tell us a little of what do you cover in anger management for fathers? We cover quite a bit. We look at uh, defining anger. We look at the cost that anger has on men's physical health, their mental health, and their relationships. Uh, We look at anger management and what that defines. We encourage men to look at their triggers. We look at the cycle of anger. Um, It's different from the cycle of violence, but they can be related. And our anger management is not for men that physically hurt people because if it's domestic violence, that's a, a different Type program, of, yeah. and those guys need different help, and we'll help them any way we can. But anger management is for dads who are struggling. Um, maybe they drive too fast sometimes and scare their kids, or they yell at their kids, and when they walk in the door, their kids are um, reluctant to come to them. So when we look at it, we look at, um, for a lot of men, our anger is considered a negative emotion, and what we don't, we try and distinguish instead of negative and positive emotions, we call them comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. Because a negative emotion might mean you can never be that way. And anger sometimes is cathartic and sometimes it helps us. So we look at um, what are comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. And if a guy is full of uncomfortable feelings, 
and his cup is empty of positive or healthy emotions, he can't give back. Um, and so part of it, we try to help them. The other message that we try and teach a lot of men is when we get f- really upset, it's a almost instantaneous physical response to that threat or perceived threat. And sometimes we can't control our physical response, but we can control what we think in our head. So we encourage guys to say, even as I'm feeling that anger from that trigger, I can control in my head how I label that and say, maybe this person in front of me in the car really isn't being a jerk. Maybe she's just lost, and if that's my mother, Mm. how would I want someone else to respond? That's powerful. Is it difficult to show your children, your family, that anger is a normal emotion? I think it is. I think for a lot of guys, if we're able to say that um, anger in itself is uh, either positive or negative, and that with it to be motivating, if I'm on the phone and someone is, um, we're supposed to receive a service like our cable bill and it's way wrong, I will sometimes get angry, but I'll always be respectful and that will motivate me. When I start berating the person or intimidating them, then that's unhealthy. And I think children need to see how adults deal with anger. And boys especially need to see, see men portray anger in healthy ways that men mm. share that, that I'm upset, I realize it's not your fault, you're the one answering the phone, but I need it fixed, and this is what I need to see happen. So we can deal with anger in constructive ways, or we can deal with it in destructive ways. I love how you said our kids need to see, mainly our boys need to yes. see. What if that angry father saw three, four generations of anger? He's just doing with his what, what his dad did. Yes, and he's dealing with those ghosts. And the result of that is what you were talking about earlier. For every woman in prison in the United States, there are 17 men in prison. And if we don't want our sons going to jail in a prison, we can take that, make that conscious decision and say, I want my son to be healthy. I want him, when he gets upset, to do the right thing, and I will model that for him, and I will encourage that with him. Man, thank you, Neil. We're, we're, we're not done. We're just going for a break. And I just want you, you to it. know that you're listening to The Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Neil Tiff, Father Involvement Program Director for Child Crisis Center. And today we're talking about anger management for fathers. We'll hear more from Neil after this. Are you in need of family law legal services? Contact fathermatters.org. Our purpose is to provide free legal assistance services to fathers and their families. Remember, you have the right to see your children, and no parent can take that right away from you. Being responsible financially for your children is required by law, but even parents without financial means have the right to see their children. Don't let a legal matter stop you from being an excellent and involved parent. For more information about free family law legal services, log on to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities 
by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And we're back with Neil Tiff, Father Involvement Program Director for Child Crisis Center. Today, we're talking about anger management for fathers. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also, catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com. Or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at SoundCloud.com. Neil, can can anger harm a dad's health? Absolutely. We know that um, when you combine um, angry responses with high levels of testosterone, it impacts males differently than it does females. Um, men have a, have a higher rate of heart attack, of angina, of strokes, of ulcers, and high blood pressure. Um, especially for type A men. We all know type A men are the ones that express themselves. And so when men um, express their anger openly, um, whether it's positively or negatively, it can affect them physically. We also know that some guys, when they try to stifle it, might do other things. So um, angry guys might engage in dangerous or risky behavior. They're really upset. They drive fast. They get a speeding ticket, get an accident, hurt their children. Or um, they decide to massage it using um, alcohol or drugs or prescription medications. Or, or pornography. Or pornography or gambling, yeah. um, uh, any of those things. Um, yes, even smoking. You know, sometimes when people are stre- uh, really stressed, they'll smoke more. And all of those things hit our central nervous system, hurt our lungs. But the biggest one is the impact it has on men's hearts. And um, that's one of the reasons we know that men die on average seven to eight years younger than women yeah. is that we engage in more risky behavior and we act out more on our emotions and um, and let other people know how we're feeling. And so, again, it can, if it's really uh, destructive like that, it's going to um, affect him physically and he's going to be hurting. Absolutely. And, and, and the number one, like when you said, uh, we suffer the more heart attacks than women. The number one cause of death among men is heart attacks. And the number one cause of heart attacks is anger. Yes. It's, so it ties in. Then you, you, your diet starts going down. You start eating all kinds of just gobbledygook. You don't get any rest. You stay up na- late at night. Your mm-hmm. mind is just spinning. But we will not reach out to another man and say, hey, Neil, can I talk to you? Something has been very heavy on my heart. That is that is one of the differences I see a lot between men and women, and I think it's healthier. Lots of times, I'll ask this in the workshops I do for parents or workshops for, for fathers. I'll say um, to the ladies, um, when you have an issue with a woman friend, you just call up your friend and say, can we talk? And they'll say, yeah. And then I'll look at a guy and I'll say, do you call your buddy and say, can we talk? And they go, no, that's not a guy thing. Guys don't call each other to talk. They don't say, let's have coffee and talk. It's typically not a guy thing. Men gather around tasks. When we're engaging in those tasks, then we're working on our relationships. That's why you see men gathering for Monday night football, tinkering under the hood of a car, shooting buckets or shooting pool, um, engaging in activities, uh, playing poker, where guys gather with other men. And then when they're engaging in those activities and these men are trusted, then we talk about our hopes and our fears and our dreams about our kids and our families. But men, it's just not a guy thing to talk. 
That's why sometimes groups for fathers, uh, if they have a very task, if they're educational, they'll more guys are willing to talk um, than if they are. We don't offer a support group for dads. Dads often won't look for support because it implies either being weak or tied in with child support or something. Right. So we will have a drop-in group like for fathers of children with special needs, but that's very targeted, and they know, okay, I'm going to get some information about my daughter with Down syndrome or my son with spina bifida or something like that. So when they can come and get information, because guys want to take information to help themselves, but men won't just take information off the shelf and apply it. They have to mold it and shape it to their child, to their family, to their own personality. And when men can take information and shape it and say, this will work for me when I'm setting limits or disciplining my child, then men can benefit from that and more willing, men are more willing than to use it. But it's got to have a purpose. It has to have a task. It can't be just to talk. And that's what I love. You say a task. And, and then they got to trust so I asked you earlier, how do we get the men to trust each other to even commit to come? Is your class volunteer? Is it? Yes. So how is your environment? Is your, is your environment a safe place for men and why? We try to make it very safe for men. Um, the anger management class for dads is in a classroom, but we have tables. We have comfortable chairs um, so they can sit and take notes. We offer refreshments. Um, nothing real fancy, but it's all men talking about guy stuff. So um, they do introductions. Uh, we'll do a check-in each week um, on how things are going. For the anger management for fathers, we'll talk about during the last seven days, um, how did you feel that you managed your anger? Um, and we let them define it how they see it. Was it healthy? Were there um, landmines? Were there triggers? Um, what are the things they need to still work on? And we'll allow them. And the nice thing is in the anger management, by the Fourth or fifth week, these guys are really opening up to each other. They're offering each other advice, but nobody has to take it by. Anybody can offer advice, but nobody has to take it. Whatever is shared there stays there. Yes. And basically it's men encouraging other men to try new ways to feel uh, that they're dealing with their emotions in a way where their family members feel safe and they feel good about themselves. What's the best way for dad to handle anger? Um. I'd say there are different approaches for different dads, and we need to tailor it to father's needs. Um, some uh, might be able to use uh, physical expression. Um, for some people, um, like um, jogging, um, pumping weights, um, doing things that if people are going to hit a pillow or hit a, a, a punching bag, we suggest it not have a face on it. Mm. When you put a face on something, then it can be more destructive. But for some men, it need, they need to physically be able to uh, let it out. Um, there, uh, J- Dr. John Schenner has developed a series of workshops, S-C-H-E-N-N-E-R-E-R. They're free on YouTube. He has a series of six videos on men dealing with their own anger. And... Um, I think that's just people just go online and watch one and see if there's anything for them. Other suggestions, one person said, look up. When you're really angry, if you look, change how where you are of your what you're looking at, it can change your mindset. So one person suggested look up. Now, in the car, it might not work as well. Right. But when right. you're somewhere, others will say smile. Others will say t- take a deep breath to cleanse your lungs. Um, I think others... For some guys, when they think of the, when they're anger, what impact this has on their children? Do their children cower? Do you really want your three-year-old being afraid of you? Um, do you want them to responding in ways that you wouldn't want them to? And then another one, um, when my wife and I, we do male-female communication workshops, we have rules for when we have an argument. 
Um, we just have three rules. Um, we, we never use disrespectful language or behavior. Um, we don't bring in family, and we stay in the present. Wow. So if we have some rules with people we care about, and if we um, are work hard on saying, I want to be a new person, we can do it. Neil, where can our listeners go to learn more about the Child Crisis Center and your classes? www.childcrisis.org or 480-834-9424. Neil, I want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. So and, glad. and thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. You can purchase a copy of my book, Man Talk, at fathermatters.org. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.